I'm Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst here at ITM Trading, a full-service physical gold and silver dealer specializing in custom strategies, which we all need. But today is our Wednesday Q&A, and Eric is not joining us today, so you just get me, and we'll just dive right in. And I'm going to start with a DM from Instagram. I don't know exactly who it is, but a lot of people probably have this question. Although I don't know if I can do what they're asking, can you quickly explain what the great, what the great reset is? So I'll give this a shot. The great reset is, is resetting the current social, economic, and financial system from it's current the way that it's currently constructed into an entirely new system hence reset you're resetting everything additionally since the current system is based on debt they are resetting the debt by revaluing the currency so if you have just fiat money products or fiat money like dollars euros, yen, renminbi, etc. then and they restructure that they reset that valuation a lot lower then you end up with nothing. So this is why it's like critically important to own gold. Um, I would also so that's what the great reset is and I'll I'll keep I have some things I want to talk about but I'll just keep asking the question, and I hope I did it. If not, let Edgar know, and I'll give it another shot. But it is a resetting of valuation. Or, so it, if it's social, I, I think everybody has seen how much change, how much reset we've already come to. And if the World Economic Federation um, has its way, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. So resetting that structure from one of ownership to one of uh, rendership, I guess you would call it. Uh, so that's that's what it, a reset is. It's a, it's a structural change. And uh, ST asks, will SWIFT be pulled from Russia's use, and what will that do to precious metals? Well, SWIFT is the global dollar-based payment system. And Russia and China several years ago actually created their own payment system so that they would reduce the uh, dependence on the dollar system because what everybody in the world is now seeing uh, very clearly if it wasn't clear enough before because this isn't the first time that the U.S. has sanctioned a country but what they do is they cut them out of that global payment system. It's kind of like I was just talking about. If all you have is dollars and the dollar loses all value or your bank says, I'm not going to send that wire, well, what do you do? Because the reality is if you don't hold it, you don't own it. So uh, in a number of uh, different banks have actually been uh, blocked from SWIFT and the EC, the Russian Central Bank has also been sanctioned. So the whole world is seeing that if the U.S. doesn't want you to use the payment system, 
All they have to do is say no. And I think what we saw in Canada tells us individuals, I, I mean, I just think this whole thing that's going on with Russia is a great example because it doesn't really matter whether you're a government, an individual, or a corporation. The bottom line is that everything works the same way and you need to be as fiscally independent as you possibly can be. And, and Russia has been doing a lot. They've been building their gold reserves. They've been getting rid of their dollar reserves, building their other currency reserves as well, solidifying that relationship with China. So are they going to deal with a hardship? Yes, of course they are. And the whole world is actually going to deal with that because we are incestuously interconnected. But, um, you know, what will that do to precious metals? If you're talking about the fiat money price, you know, really in a true flight to safety, you go to gold because gold is the only financial asset that runs absolutely no counterparty risk. And this is the time to be very, very, very safe. So for Russia though, and their gold hoards, what it means because gold is universal money. Dollars are not universal money. Rubles are not universal money. Only gold and silver, but that's secondary. Gold is universal money. So by having a large savings account in gold, what Russia has done, regardless of the Swiss system, is they have ensured that they will be make, be a, have the ability to pay any of their vendors throughout the world and everybody in the world knows that they have the ability to get paid in gold. Gold and silver are universal money. That is why they are critical for you to have and why they need to be a foundation of every single person's portfolio as, as a base. And Ruby asks, would it be wise to keep anything in the markets today? Well, look, I'm an ex-stockbroker, I'm an ex-banker, I'm gonna tell you, Ruby, you need to do what you're comfortable with first, but it's a Ponzi scheme. And we've already been witnessing the insiders getting out. We, I just did a video on that not that long ago. So this is always the same thing that happens if you leave your wealth inside the markets, and I am not saying that they won't continue to go up. I mean, Powell came out today and basically said, well, yes, we, we raise the rates, then we're only going to do it a quarter of a percent. And so the markets surged. I don't know where they are right now, but they surged because as long as they really aren't, as interest rates are not above the true rate of inflation, then it's really a bargain. However, at the same time, what inflation actually does is it erodes the value of the currency and there's no value left in it. Officially, you're, you're looking at three cents out of the original dollar. So a trillion times zero is still zero regardless of what you have. I don't have anything in the markets today. And I have it for a while though, honestly, because I would always rather be two weeks, 10 years, I don't care. I would always rather be early than one second too late. Because once you are that one second too late, so if you have a rally like this, just like we were taught to buy into these rallies, 
if you have a rally like this and you're still sitting in assets or, you know, holding your wealth in the markets, take advantage of it and, and you do whatever you want. But personally, I don't hold any. That's what I can tell you. And Jupe asked, yesterday, you mentioned the collective items of gold to protect yourself from confiscation. Oh, the collect, okay. The collectible items of gold to protect yourself from confiscation by the government. What do you mean by, well, okay, not collective. So that could be one thing. It's collectible and it meets all the criteria. Like here, I'll make it easy for you. If you look at what kind of gold you can hold inside of an IRA, that is not the kind of gold that you want to own because that is easiest to take away. So it's the pre-33 rare and collectible. There are different levels of that. So it, so what you should own is based upon what you're trying to accomplish. That's why you always start with the, with your goals first, but I'm talking about collectible gold coins that you cannot hold inside of an IRA. So for me, well, and for everybody here, actually all viewers, those are the pre 1933 primarily slabbed coins. And slab is that case that you see me hold up all the time. That's slabbed, which means it is tamper proof. And it is what they say that it is. And that's all embedded in that coin. And frankly, you know, I also have some raw pieces for things like property taxes, raw meaning it's not encased in that hard plastic tamper for tamper proof case. So again, you start with your goals. Okay. You have a mortgage. All right. There's a certain kind of gold that, I mean, you can use any gold for anything, but the reality is is certain pieces work better for different functions. So if I have a mortgage and I have property taxes, those are actually two different kinds of gold that I'm going to do, but both of them are going to be classified as collectible and I cannot ha hold either one of them inside of an IRA. That's where I believe my safest position in gold is in something that, and look, I didn't spend 8 million. I have never spent $8 million on a gold coin ever. And there are different levels, but in that same category is what I'm talking about are those $8 million coins. So I really do think number one, that anybody that can afford $8 million for one ounce of gold is likely to write the laws or have the ability to influence those that write the laws. That's the classification that I want to be in. Kind of like if I had the option to have the health insurance coverage that our government has, the Senate, you know, well, let's just say Congress, rock and roll hoochie coo. If it cost me a little bit more, I'd be fine, but that isn't an option to me. It's not an option. So therefore I have to go out with all you guys and get crap and spend lots and lots of money on this. But for the coins, going back to the collectibles, those I can because you, and, and remember, I'm not working in that area anymore. So you can't hold me to availability or pricing because I don't really know. But, you know, you can enter that area for maybe 3000 bucks more, 
maybe a little more, maybe a little less. I mean, you know, plus your fractional gold is probably a few hundred bucks or so. So um, that's the kind of gold that I buy for me because I feel that that it doesn't matter whether I'm right or wrong. It's going to be very hard for them to confiscate an $8 million coin and therefore the collectibles at my level as well. Eminent domain laws would not really apply because they have to do fair, fair market, right? It's easy to do with bullion because, hey, they control the spot price. This is fair market and people believe it. Don't believe it. It's severely undervalued. Okie doke. Um, and Nine Sigma from Twitter, who is going to buy gold from Russia, knowing there are all kinds of embargoes and sanctions? But you see gold as a physical metal. I mean, we saw it with Turkey and, and Iran. We saw it with Venezuela using their gold to buy stuff from other countries. So actually gold is universal money. This is the easiest part, knowing there are all kinds of embargoes and sanctions. What does that got to do with gold? Nothing. So if they want to buy something from India or Iran or China or somewhere else, and they can't use the SWIFT system, they can use their gold. It's universal money. And, and this is, an, and I'll also just kind of point out here that the whole world is watching. I'm going to talk about this more tomorrow. The whole world is watching what the U.S. is doing with SWIFT. And what they're seeing, just like the individuals should have seen what happened in Canada, that if they can cut you off at the, at the knees and, in, and eliminate your ability to function in the normal market, you got a problem. So is this going to hasten the end of the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency? We'll talk more about that tomorrow. And Nicholas asks, if I used some of my silver and gold to buy land and I did not exchange into fiat, do I need to declare this and how does this work? Well, I will tell you, Nicholas, that all good citizens always pay all taxes that are due. And I will also tell you, I am not a tax accountant. But I can also, the way that it would work, if you're dealing with a large corporation, this is probably not going to be an option for you because they want everything to shift through the system. But if you're working with an individual and particularly once the hyperinflation starts, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I do have some vendors that I have definitely paid for services with or even, yeah, yeah, even goods with, with using gold and silver. I don't like to do that at this point because I don't like to, I don't like to divest myself of it. I'm accumulating. However, um, I have used that and I don't, you know, I mean, I pay all my taxes that are due. That's not a battle that I want to take on. But the way that it works is that I'm sitting and I'm talking to, oh, let's say it's an attorney, for example. And they say, okay, well, your retainer is $5,000 or something like that. You know, I might say, well, you have some options. Either I can write you a check. I can use a credit card, which means it's going to cost them more money. Or I can do part of it or all of it, whatever you want, in physical gold. 
Now it's up to them to declare uh, that as income. That's not my job. So that's how it works though. You have an individual that agrees to this. And as we go into hyperinflation, I'm gonna tell you if you're buying something big, particular, if you're buying anything, like we've seen in Venezuela and other countries, Zimbabwe, et cetera, that have been going through this, the whoever's selling you whatever it is, whether it's food or a haircut or anything like that, they actually want to be paid, prefer to be paid in gold and silver versus the currency that they are very well aware has no value. Maybe as a napkin for an empanada. And Brian J asks, as a Canadian, where can one find a safe offshore financial institution to keep retirement funds safe from seizure? I wish I could tell you, Brian, but what kind of retirement funds are you talking about? Fiat funds? Because if they are indeed fiat funds, in other words, government-based that you can only convert into government fiat money, then, then, then you're not safe from seizure. That's the whole point of physical gold and silver that, is, that really is actually outside of the system and in your possession. Can't you see if you don't hold it, you don't own it. And if you have your retirement funds, honestly, Brian, the safest thing to do, because not everybody can take that distribution. If you're in a 4013B and you're still working, you're not, you have no access to it. And also a lot of the funds in the 401k you would not have access to. So what you really want to do then is diversify. And there's a certain formula, again, going back to the collectible coins, there are certain levels that historically perform at different uh, levels. And so if what you wanna do is protect the wealth that you have no choice but to hold inside of the Wall Street system, whether it's here or it's in Switzerland or it's in China, I mean, if it's a fiat money system, it doesn't really matter where you are. I'm sorry, but that's just a fact, it doesn't matter. And what we also know is if you don't hold it, you don't own it. And that should be really, really clear to everybody because I said that for many, many years, but now we're seeing that unfold. So there is no place to keep funds from seizure, whether it's an overt seizure, like a government going in and taking it or an inflationary seizure, which is something that you've lived with from the day you were born that is not going to stop until there's absolutely no purchasing power value left. And I don't mean slowly. I mean in a rapid hyperinflationary event. So um, the best thing to do, in my opinion, and what I've done for myself is I have a great retirement plan. At the moment, it's all in gold. Period. And those different levels. When... As we go through this sweet reset scenario and you've got income producing real estate, let's say that's at nosebleed levels, that's going to come down. Then, and the gold is going to go up. Then I will take some of that gold and convert it into those income producing assets that I cannot outlive. When I was first a stockbroker, never, nobody ever talked about outliving your money. Never. 
because you could get 10, 12% interest on government bonds. So you had your principal intact and you lived off the interest. Long gone are those days. Now, a lot of people, unfortunately, with what's going on too, a lot of people will not have much or if anything to retire on. So get your gold to diversify your portfolio. And then it's not going to matter when your stocks and bonds and your ETFs and mutual funds and annuities and all that stuff goes to zero, right? That's when your gold will come in and you'll go, thank goodness I have that. And then Eddie asks, rather than buying physical gold, wouldn't I also do well buying gold or silver, silver mines or ETFs? Those are two different things. And I'll go back, Eddie. If you don't hold it, you don't own it. If you, We'll talk about ETFs and then we'll talk about mines. In ETF, all you have is a share in a trust. You have absolutely zero access to any of the metals underneath. And you don't even know how much they actually have because when they changed that prospectus, it's because they knew that they couldn't go out and buy enough metals to cover those baskets, which you wouldn't have access to anyway. And they are simply designed to mimic the spot market and I've shown these graphs many times in the past. And you'll look, if they don't, they do on a day-to-day -day basis, they do. So if you're looking to trade, all right, that's a less expensive way to go about it. But I don't trade my gold or my silver. And ETFs are not gold and silver. They are shares of a trust. And they sell off part of their holdings every single day to pay for the fees. So it really is just a fee machine that is moving on a manipulated market because a rising gold, uh, rising gold price is an indication of a failing currency. Now, gold and silver mines are still stocks. And that means they like those corporations likely have debt against them. Maybe they've sold gold forward, silver forward, etc. So that's not really the physical metal. The thing about the so I'm not saying that you you should I don't own any of that. You know, I mean that's not always been true, and it's probably not always going to be true. But because of where we are in this cycle, and I was there on Black Monday in 1987, and I don't care how safe you thought something was, a stock was. When the stock market implodes, everything implodes with it, including the spot market. Because then, since so much of this has been bought on debt, what that actually means is you get margin calls and you have to come up with more money. So... You would not also do well buying gold, silver mines, or ETFs. Um, you know, if you believe Wall Street is being honest with you, rock and roll hoochie coo. I lived in that area. I worked in that area. And I, and I study that area constantly. It's a big fat lie. So I don't like to hold my wealth in big fat lies. Um, there could be a time after everything washes out. We'll see who can survive this. 
where it would make sense to go in and buy some gold and silver mines, but we are definitely not there yet. And, and again, I'm not saying that they won't go up. If people try and escape the dollar, we've been taught that there are no other options, but you know there are other options. You know that you can hold physical gold and silver in your possession and run no political risk, no inflation risk, you and no counterparty risk. You know this because you listen to this video and all my other videos. So if you don't already have a strategy in place, a plan in place, I'm going to strongly, strongly encourage you to call us. Just, or, you know, click that Calendly link below and just make an appointment. If the time you want isn't available, that's when you call us and we'll set up a time that works for you, but you got to have a plan. I mean, we are getting close. And honestly, this is what the Russian-Ukraine war is telling me because wars always, always accompany currency regime shifts. And we already know that we're in one. They've been working toward it since 2009. This is not going away. So this to me is an indication of how close we are to that great overnight reset because, you know, Powell's trying to tell us, and I thought it was really interesting too, because he actually admitted that inflation was a monetary policy phenomenon. That's right. When we were on the gold standard, we didn't have inflation. Now, sometimes the gold would be worth more or less depending upon what the economy was doing, but that was really a supply-demand side thing. Once we went into a debt-based system, yeah, that changed. So I was glad that he actually admitted that. You know, he's also saying that he expects inflation to go down by the end of this year, the second half. It's garbage. Not going to happen. You've got oil that intraday hit $111 a barrel. You've got natural gas that went up, what, 50% yesterday? Now, those spikes could indeed be transitory, but there are too many unknowns that are happening right now. And so much of this is sticky because even though those increased wages are a lot uh, higher than they were pre-beer disease. They still aren't keeping pace with the inflation. Oh, no, uh, I'll put my neck on the line. I'm basically, yeah, I, I'm like, no, I'm not even going to give myself any out. There's no way in God's green earth. And they're not doing anything to control the inflation. They're still, you know, they're still ratcheting up the money and they're still not raising the rates. So it's garbage. It's just garbage. But if you want to see some behind the scenes from my urban farm, just follow me on Instagram because we need to know how to do food, water, energy, security, barterability, wealth preservation, community, and shelter. And you'll find a lot of that, especially from my personal urban farm on Instagram at Lynette Zhang. And for other updates, go ahead and follow me on Twitter, the real one, right? ITM trade at ITM trading underscore Zhang, not, don't be fooled by those fakes. We will never, ever, ever ask you to send us any money or have those conversations. I will never have those conversations uh, over Twitter. I promise you I will never do that. 
So if you liked us, please give us a thumbs up. Make sure that you leave a comment and share, share, share. This is critically important. We're in the last days. There's no doubt in my mind. We are near the very, very end. So until tomorrow, where we really are going to talk a lot more about the world reserve currency and what's happening with SWIFT and with Russia, Ukraine, etc., and what the whole world is seeing. But until then, 100%, it is time to cover your assets. And here at ITM Trading, we have a strategy that's based on my studies since 1987. Know anybody else that have been studying currency life cycles since 1987? Because if you do, I'd like to invite them on the show so we can have a discussion on it. But that's the plan. That's the strategy. And if you work with us, you're executing the same strategy that I'm executing for myself, just tweaked for you. But think about your goals. That's the place to start. And until next we meet, please be safe out there. Bye-bye.